0: so that is a quick look at some of our favorite devices technologies from the first half of 2012 coming up later this year all right
1: you're leaving that in claire
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so that (laughs) geared up goes way back Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We have got a... Fun show today. Andrew and I are going to be talking about our favorite gadgets of 2018 yeah. so far. We're halfway through the year. Absolutely. Ridiculous. It feels like CES was just yesterday. That's true. That's true. But yeah, we've, we've got
1: some gadgets. We've got some stuff we've been using this year that we need to address. That's some right. props to.
0: Including some things that you and I have been testing that most people don't have yet. Correct. So all of that's coming up this week. Thanks for tuning in. So let's dive in with our What's first number one gadget. I want to talk about your new car. My car, my new car, the Tesla Model 3. Absolutely. Okay. So this thing fascinates me because it really is a consumer electronics device in a lot it of is. ways. It's like it's like your computer. It's a drivable gadget. Exactly. Okay. So let's explain this for people who have not been following it who may just merely see Tesla's whiz by them quietly <laughs> okay. on the highway, but have never been in one. Don't follow Tesla okay. because that actually does describe me. I've I've been in one and actually had the crud scared out of me by the, it was an insane mode ludicrous or something ludicru- ludicrous. It was mode. actually, I think it was in the insane mode. Okay. Era. But at okay. any rate <laughs> I've experienced them, but I'm not an aficionado. So what is the model three? Model three is Tesla's attempt at making a
1: mass market vehicle. So the first Tesla that was released roughly 10 years ago or so was prohibitively expensive. Um, six figures, high six figures, um, roughly like 200,000. Like, so maybe not high six figures. Then they released the model S, um, roughly 90,000. It can go up above from there. Then the model X again, 90 to 100,000. So when I say mass market, um, You know, there's obviously cheaper cars out there. You can buy a Kia for several thousand dollars, but the Model 3 comes in, starts at roughly thirty five thousand um, dollars. That entry level model is not available to purchase yet because Tesla always starts with like the high model. This time, they actually started from the middle, the middle model, then the high model next, and then they'll eventually get to the entry level model. So I have a mid tier model, Model 3. Um, I picked it up roughly a month ago. So this is the Tesla for the rest of us. That's right. Yeah. Or for most of the rest of us. For most of us. Yeah. I think they will be making an even cheaper Tesla vehicle, you know, in the next. 10 years or
0: so, they will make another model that's even cheaper than this. I will say, even at $30,000, this is more expensive than any car I've ever bought. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> don't mis- want to be seen as elitist. Man, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> 2007 Camry, man. Right. I, I, Wait, I'm gonna, still? What? I'm going to drive that thing to my grave. Your car is 11
1: years old. Yes, it is.
0: Absolutely. That's this is why you don't so, have Bluetooth built in. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So we are talking about two different worlds here, but okay. I am very interested in your world, Andrew. Okay. What are the main selling points of the Tesla Model 3 so far for you? For me, yeah, I would have to say, speaking for myself, yes. number 1
1: was I wanted the autonomous driving technology. Um it's cool like when I'm driving, especially here in Seattle, this traffic, it's not a challenge to drive in stop and go traffic, but it's just exhausting on your brain just to, you know, that stop and go. Having technology that can just take that away
0: from you is very freeing. So Autonomy is a continuum in yep. many ways, everything from hitting a button and having it parallel park for you correct, to some complex autonomous driving like the Uber self-driving vehicles right. that, are, that we experienced in Pittsburgh. The GeekWire team was in Pittsburgh, and it was crazy to see them just driving down the street with the, somebody behind the wheel but not actually yeah. steering. What level of autonomy are you at in the Tesla Model 3? What are you using it for? I
1: mostly use it for freeway driving because that's what's actually recommended for safety. The, the Tesla says the Model 3 is equipped and sells with all the technology needed for full autonomy, which is at your house. Tell it where you want to go or it'll just check your calendar and just take you well, to whatever destination. Driving. Right. <laughs> if you get in, it'll just take you to what's on your calendar. However, that level of autonomy is currently against the law. So it can't, it can't do, even though it's equipped to do it, it can't legally do it yet. So they recommend you just use it on the
0: freeway. So you've been doing this. Oh, yeah. And you're here to tell the tale.
1: I'm here to tell the tale. I mean, it's, it's safe. Like when you think about it as human beings, we have two eyes that face forward and we have brains that get easily distracted. The car has eight cameras all around it. It has sensors as well. So it can see in multiple directions, which I physically can't do, but it also doesn't get distracted. It's focused on one thing, which is driving. And right now, again, it's, you know, it it's interesting because it's like it's like a phone. I've had the car for about a month, and in that time, I've had two software updates, two software updates that make the self-driving better and also other features in the car better. So the car today does more than it did when I picked it up. For example, the latest software update allows me to, from my app, tell it the maximum speed that the car can go. So if I'm lending the car, I don't know, my friend's going to grab the car and head to the store because I have a party and I can't leave, grab my car, go grab more chips or something. I can go into my app and say, don't let this go over 50 miles an hour because I know between here and the store, there's no reason to go any faster than that. That wasn't available when I picked the car up. So Tesla is actually, through time, making the car better.
0: I gotta say, I'm looking at a picture of you here uh, buffing the car. Yeah, on your Instagram. Yeah, follow Andrew A N D R U on on IG. I'm just at
1: Andrew on Instagram. That's me.
0: So this is a beautiful car. i have to say you've got it's kind of a gray slate silver. it's not it's not silver midnight silver metallic (laughs) sorry
1: (laughs) so they have silver and they have midnight (laughs) silver so i got the dark silver sir
0: wow so it's it's a beautiful car it actually is very similar to the color of my 2007 toyota camry but but still very very much better (laughs) (laughs) I, i like the shape of it the size of it how roomy is it inside uh, it's actually very roomy, and it even
1: gives you a a feel of it being even more roomy than it is because the entire like you have the windshield that goes all the way up, but then the entire roof all the way to the back is just glass. Mm. It's like you're in a yeah. helicopter or something. Like you can see uh, the entire sky. Gas
0: mileage. There's no gas. Oh. So there's no gas mileage because there's no gas. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just asked that. I'm (laughs) I'm tempted to say strike that from the podcast. No, we're leaving that But I think that my idiocy deserves to be broadcast. (laughs) I am – That is that is that is the boneheaded comment of the week. And, you know, really, (laughs) it's a high bar when I'm around. There you go. Gas mileage. Oh, my God. You
1: plug it in. As you can see in that picture, actually, (laughs) it is plugged in on the right hand side. Um, A full battery. So, again, the entry level thirty five thousand dollar version will have a smaller battery than this one. I believe that one will get around two hundred and seventy miles. Mine gets about three hundred and fifty miles on a full battery.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Just do the rest of the show, Andrew, because I'm like. I mean, really, I just lost all credibility. Yeah, Let's be honest. Not much. <laughs> it was like I said, not much left. All right. So this is really something that you would recommend. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, if
1: you, uh, obviously, like you said, though, in all honesty, thirty-five thousand dollars is still a lot of money for a car. You know, when you compare it to ninety thousand or hundred thousand, it is a lot cheaper. But hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money.
0: It's a down payment on a house. Exactly. Yes. So
1: if you're looking forward to, you know, autonomous driving and, you know, just the future of motor vehicles in general, this is that. You know, the other thing, like it only has the one display in the center. Like a friend of mine got into the car and he was like, You basically just have an IMAC <laughs> in the center of your vehicle and nothing else, which so, is interesting.
0: So I know from writing in your prior car, which did you sell?
1: The Vault. The Vault was leased. Oh. Um and the Volt was a uh, a combo of battery and gas. So when your battery ran out, which was about 50 miles, it would kick over to a gas-powered electric
0: motor. That by the way, that's exactly what I was thinking about when I asked about the gas mileage. But ah, anyway, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But okay. no, I know from writing in your Volt that it had essentially Apple CarPlay. That's correct. So what does this have? That does not have car play, and that's
1: the thing I miss the most. I was Tesla, gonna say So the the Tesla in pretty much every way is a technology advance when you're driving, when you're using it, listening to music. It's got built-in LTE, it has its own LTE dedicated signal. So all your radio is actually streaming. So you can request, you know, pretty much like any music. So request what you want to hear, play 80s songs or play, you know, music by this artist, whatever. What sucks. Is the built-in music streaming service in the car is Slacker? Have you heard of Slacker? Yeah. When's the last time you heard of Slacker? It's probably Long been a while time ago. Slacker's still around because Tesla signed an exclusive deal with them. So if you buy a Tesla vehicle in Europe, you get Spotify. Here in the U.S., you get Slacker. So it doesn't sync with your favorites on anything else. On you're anything, to. right? Now you can make a Slacker account on the website and sync stuff with that, but it's not syncing to your other stuff that you're probably using. Um, So that's one strike against it. Number two, there's no CarPlay. There's no Android Auto. So basically, you're going back to the time where you Bluetooth from your phone to your car. If you want to listen to music from your phone, like Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. The only thing you can do is next and previous and pause. You can't pull up on the screen your playlist or an artist or anything like that. So you have to ask Siri. You have to, hey, Siri, and hope Siri hears you and tell the phone because there's no car play
0: yeah that that's not good so what's the deal there could shouldn't elon musk be doing something to make it better for people who of
1: course he should i don't know what he's doing i mean i don't know like is there is there a weird thing where tesla doesn't want to partner with apple and google because they're in competition with them i don't know i'm sure or i mean but still, even Spotify, like that's, yeah. that's the one, that's the ubiquitous one. Everyone uses Spotify and Apple music are the two biggest ones. Why can't I
0: just tie into that? Yeah, you know, it's all right. I've got a little Alexa Bluetooth device that I can loan you. It works great that. in my 2007 Camry. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be just fine. Yes. Yes.
1: It's all Alexa. Right. Don't make her mad. All right. Don't make her yeah, mad.
0: Just, we've got our fire TV cube underneath us and she's just talking. Hey. <laughs> Well, you know, that's happening all over the place when people listen to the podcast or the radio show at any rate. Well, I, I like the looks of this. You know, if I was in the market for something, if I didn't have the perfect car already, I I would definitely be looking at the Tesla Model 3, all electric. Probably in another
1: 10 or 15 years, we'll be ready to update (laughs) your 2007.
0: (laughs) Anything, any other uh, takeaways on this particular device?
1: Um, I think the other thing, like, is I've never been into cars. Yeah. Like I've never, like I'll buy a car, but I'm really more into the inside of the car, like the cabin, what I can actually you tech inside the car. I've never been about the outside of the car. And I also have no clue what like a pound foot of torque means or really anything under the hood. Or all I, that yeah. Stuff. I know nothing about V8. that. Um, this is the first car that I was like intrigued to customize to my own liking, which I guess a lot of people will do if they're into cars. So I changed the. Upholstery, for example, I had the upholstery taken out and I ordered like red seats to match the red Tesla logo. It's, it's silly. I it, had like it's this. It's not silly. It's beautiful. I had this you know, ceramic <laughs> coating put on the outside of the car yeah. to protect. Like, this is stuff I've never even heard of before, uh-huh. but I was like, let me, let me, let me just go all out.
0: Yeah. And I can see here as you're cleaning it, clearly it's uh, working because it's got this, this sheen to it. Yes. It's, yes.
1: I do my thing. Yeah. The neighbors weren't expecting a gun show that day. <laughs>
0: all right we'll be sure to link to andrew's instagram from from the show notes this week on geared up we are talking about our favorite devices of the year that is number one the tesla model 3 we'll be right back with number two which is not really a device no but technology nonetheless and a new way to use the device that you already possibly love There you go that's coming up next on geared up welcome back to geared up I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. It is time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. That's right. Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Go national. Go like a pro. You can find Andrew's show, Technically Speaking, on the nationalcar.com control center or youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. That's right. That's the show where I tell you all about the best tech
1: you should be taking with you when you're traveling. Whether it's business travel, leisure travel, there's
0: tech that can make your travel better. And that's what I focus on. And this week's National Car Rental Story of the Week, the device we're going to be talking about, uh, the OS we're going to be talking about, actually plays right into that theme because my favorite feature of it Uh makes it easier to travel. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, the latest tech puts you in the driver's seat of your travel experience. National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there. Big thanks to National Car Rental for sponsoring the show. Okay. Tech number two for the show. And, by the way, yes, this week we are counting down our top three favorite Mm -hmm. technologies of the first half of 2018. Number two, iOS 12. Yes. Now, this
1: is cheating a little bit because iOS 12 is not going to be released until
0: September of 2018, which is the second half, but we're in the beta. That's right. Andrew and I are both using what's technically known as the iOS 12 preview. That's right. So, all or most iPhone devices are going to be getting this later in the year. It'll also come on. The yet to be unveiled new iPhones. Yes. I'm assuming it's going to be iPhone Y, right? Isn't I that what comes after that. iPhone X? Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm Ooh, joking. Look at this guy. iPhone 10. All right. I'm, I'm really killing it this one. time. Yes.
1: iPhone exactly. 11 or not. I mean, I don't know why it would be 10. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We had had 10. It's going to be the
0: iPhone 10s. You know. No. It is. Yes. Oh, yes. It's gonna then, the, the XS oh, is going to no. be like extra small is Please. what it's going to be. All right. All right. Let's move on. Okay. So <laughs> iOS 12. Yeah. We've been testing it. There are a number of signature features on this, but I can tell you my number one favorite feature. Okay. I, I slacked you about this. You did? last what week this? Okay. To figure out if you were experiencing the same thing, and I think you are. The battery life is so much better, ah. so much noticeably improved over the same iPhone running iOS 11 right. for me. I went out with my daughter and my wife We went garage sailing a couple Saturdays ago, and I was using my phone quite a bit because there were a few of the garage right. sales I really didn't want to go into. I just, <laughs> so I just sat in the car and waited for them. And I was checking email and or watching you want, YouTube like, videos. Comparison? Like, okay. Not at these. This. No, okay. it was, it was too, it was too antique for me. I'm oh. looking, I'm looking for like, you know, gadgets. I want, Got I want you. like, I want to go to the Microsoft or the, the Amazon exec, their garage sale where they're right. getting rid of the stuff that, you know, I really want. Anyway. Pick up a new 360 or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 360. I'm looking for an original <laughs> Xbox, man. Come on. At any rate, I was sitting and, you know, I got back to the house and I'd been using it quite a lot. And I looked down and it was at 85% after probably, wow. I don't know, like what I felt, maybe this is an exaggeration, but I felt like it was a good two hours worth of use. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I wasn't using it all the time during right. that, but it felt like... You know, usually it would have been probably 60 at best after Mm -hmm. that level of usage. So my number one favorite thing about iOS 12 is the, the much better battery life. Interesting.
1: That's good. I mean, yeah, battery life is one of those things where everybody wants more battery life. You know, it's the kind of thing where your phone hits 82% and you're starting to sweat a little bit. Like, where am I going to, where am I going to plug in? I'm getting low. Yeah. So yeah, better battery life is also a surprise because we're in the beta and usually the beta gives you terrible battery life, like atrocious battery life. So the fact that we're seeing this improvement now only means it should get even better as time goes on leading into September.
0: Of course, this is a big issue that Apple's been wrestling with, this whole issue of performance on older devices and the Mm -hmm. fact that they were degrading the performance and were exposed for doing that. So I think over, over time, if they can somewhat redeem themselves by... Coming out with better battery life on those older devices through the update to the the new operating system. I think that's going to be something that can at least help their reputation. Number two thing that I love is all of the new do not disturb options. So the ability to say, okay, don't disturb for one hour or until tonight, or my favorite, until I leave this location or until the end of this event. So it'll check your calendar Mm -hmm. and say, okay. Todd's got a meeting for the next hour and a half. Andrew's in this meeting for the next 30 minutes. Okay. Do not disturb. You just manually set it. Do not disturb for the remainder of the time on the calendar.
1: That's so good. Like Actually, my favorite feature kind of plays into that, but it's all the machine learning that appears on your home screen. So, for example, um, it might say, you know, do not disturb for this event, but it'll also say. I see, like, it sees I'm in my car moving. It knows I'm moving. It knows I'm headed to this appointment. It knows I'm not there yet. It knows based on traffic, I may be late. Do you want to send a text to let so-and-so know, whoever invited you, that you're going to be late? Or do you want to place a phone call to like, all, does is it just automatically say those
0: doing things this? or it, does it just say, do you want to send a text to this person? It's
1: no, it'll say that. Like, one other thing it, it had was, um,
0: do you want to call so and so because it's their birthday? Yes. Okay. So like, that it, saved it's, it's me. it's seeing somebody on our team here at Geekwire had a birthday last week and I was going to miss it. And Uh-oh. I, I noticed it on the Siri suggestions mm-hmm. that this person had a birthday. And so I basically just screenshot it as a tech savvy person. I just <laughs> screenshotted it and sent it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Siri told me to wish you a happy birthday. Right. So, <laughs>
1: but that's cool. Like that's, that is a practical use of machine learning. It's not about, here's this cool whiz-bang feature, it's actually improving your life. Like, that is where technology is best, I think. And so, to me, when it's like, hey, let this person know that you're going to be late when it's probably something you're thinking of, like you're driving, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be there. I need to let them know. I need to fumble for their number or find the email, but you're driving. And it just surfaces that to
0: you. Like, that's great. It is great. And I will tell you, it's also a little bit eerie because there are times when I'll look in that suggestion area and I'll realize, oh, it knows that typically at this time of night, I text my wife and tell her I'm going to be late. And oh, so, interesting. it's not saying, "Hey, tell your wife you're going to be late." It's saying, "Would you like to text?" Right. Your, wife? you know. And right. so, um, that that he knows the actions exactly. That you take. It it can tell what you're doing, and I think that's the downside. I think people are going to have to get accustomed to that apparent and very clear sign that your devices know all these things about you. I think we all know that they do, right? But to see it in action and to I think there's some privacy issues that are going to be raised in the minds of people. Not that it's a violation by any means. But but
1: I think it's different when your device knows versus the company that makes the device. Well, sure. And like with Google, they know all the suggestions you get from Google are based on them parsing your data in their cloud. And arguably, or obviously in many ways, their result of that is better than what you're going to get from what Apple does on on device. There's no way that you're iPhone is going to be stronger or more powerful at crunching through all this data than Google's cloud servers, one of the best cloud servers in the world. Um, but on the flip side, if it's your phone doing it, as protected with a passcode, and you know whether it's a thumbprint or your face, face ID. No one can get to that data but you. So it's more of an extension of you. If you, especially if you turn on, most people don't do this actually. Do you turn on the feature that says after ten attempts, completely erase my phone?
0: If the I don't. Passcode no. is entered 10 times, erase my phone. No, now, why I'm, don't, afraid, why don't do that? I'm afraid that I, w- I might accidentally do that. <laughs> what? It's, it's 10 times. So, okay, so
1: let me tell you why it won't do that, though. I think most people don't turn that on for that fear or because they have kids
0: and they think yeah, their kids are going to. Right, exactly.
1: So, I don't know off the top of my head how, how many attempts it is, but after a, a few attempts, it says, okay, you're locked out for five minutes. And then after five minutes, you can try again. Oh, wrong. Okay, now 15 minutes. Now an hour. So basically between time 1 and 10, it's like 12 hours. So you'd have to basically smart. be trying to get into your phone for 12 hours. And usually, I don't know why, you know, if it's in your possession, that would happen. So it's really more protecting you against people who have your phone or are trying to get into your data. So I think it's one of those smart things where after 12 hours, if people are trying to get on my phone 10 times, go ahead and just wipe it. Like there's, it's obviously gone.
0: I think one of the signature features in iOS 12 was the first one that we did when we tried this on the show a few weeks ago, and that was the Me Emoji, which was the essentially Memoji, an Animoji yes. of yourself. You've been using this daily? No. <laughs> this surprises me. I think it's one of those things where… Elitist? <laughs> no, it's not elitist. It's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it is, to me, more of a novelty. It's more of a novelty even than I expected it to be. Okay. I, I thought I would actually use this and have fun with it, and I tried it maybe one more time after you and I did it on the show. I think it's great technology. It's really interesting, but for people who missed this one, it's essentially the Animoji that Apple introduced right. with iOS 11, correct. correct, where you can have an animated character that almost exactly syncs to your voice as you're speaking and you can send it as a, an iMessage, message and, and basically have a mm-hmm. it's like can you imagine what walt disney would think of this were he alive right. today i mean That's it's true. really wow. incredible when you think about that level of ai yeah. replacing what they used to do for years in the mm-hmm. hand-drawn studios but at any rate that said i feel like it's a cool novelty in search of an actual useful application Well, I-ish. it depends so, who you
1: are Depends who you are. Right. I'm, like, well, I'm, sure I'm a my 45 son, year old man. I'm sure so. my son is going to be, <laughs> and his friends are going to be exclusively talking in animal. you know what I mean? Like memojis well. back and forth all over the place.
0: It's funny because the one person I sent it to was my buddy Carl down in California. And he said, I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I probably should have explained. That's this new thing in iOS 12. And he said, oh, no worries. My son looked at it and he said, it's hilarious. You know, his, <laughs> his eight, eight or nine year old son right. at this point. Like, to, to your point, I think it's very generational. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, Apple has to hit all the markets, all the generations, because you get, you know, you get someone 14, 15, 16 years old first smartphone and they want that phone to get that,
0: then they're probably going to stick with that. The other thing that so far I've struggled with was one of the ones that I really was excited about, and that is the new app called... Measure. Measure. Okay. That's so right. That measure. Measure. That is the app that almonds. you can use. to. <laughs> People who will listen to the show every week are getting all of you these You need to listen references. all the time
1: to be in on these jokes.
0: <laughs> yes. I got the app Measure, and uh, I put a stack of almonds on it. And Okay. All right. So at any rate, this is the augmented reality app built into iOS 12 that allows you to essentially, in theory, replace a tape measure. So, the ability to basically press a button, anchor a point in the real world on your screen, and then see how long it is. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's pretty damn inaccurate in my experience. Really inaccurate. Yes. It's, well, let me say this it's inconsistent. Okay. Many times I will try and measure something and it will just seem off. And then I'll maybe restart the app and it'll work again for a while. Um, but I, I end up using this a lot. I tried, I've tried to use it quite a bit. Um, you know, just buying furniture, You're just measuring stuff things up. Well, you. I mean, we've been, we've been doing, um, lots of stuff around the office okay. where we're getting a new table and oh, all. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's very useful for your next IKEA run, sure, basically. Sure. And so I just have reverted back to the good old fashioned physical tape measure, to okay. be honest oh, with you. I mean, you have to remember
1: this is a beta. It
0: is. That's true. And I was going to mention that. I hope that they improve this. Yeah, I'm sure it will. That's what I'm saying.
1: The thing with this is iOS 12 being in beta, we're at beta 2 right now. Mm -hmm. There's usually five or six betas where every couple of weeks it improves more and more um, leading up to the gm golden master which is what's actually that's what it's called that should
0: be like a rock band name i know is it's, there a rock band i don't know name what they call it master? master i don't know it's Microsoft. no it is a sort of like a microsoft thing it's because yeah. the dvd or actually back in the day the cd that they would send it out on would would be gold oh It'll I didn't know it would be the that. master copy once I didn't know once that. once it was the, the technically i believe the phrase was rtm release okay. to manufacturing or release to manufacturers that was the master gold disc we are gonna ha- we're going to have some uh, so windows yeah basically new windows, windows okay yeah. so the gm
1: will be available <laughs> at some point gm to be clear <laughs> yes. gm the gm <laughs> will be available at some point in september for developers and so between now and then we're going to see refinements and improvements you know through the next 3 to 4 beta betas of ios 12 so any any inconsistencies or things that we see yep. wrong with it are not going to likely hopefully be there in September.
0: I hope so because one of the things that I've struggled with is the connectivity between my AirPods and really? my iPhone on iOS twelve. So you yeah. can see a clear difference from prior yeah. to the beta and it's that. just not as consistent. It drops off. I run through periods where I have to repair the, the mm. AirPods to the phone via Bluetooth using the case again and then it's consistent again. That did again. happen to me. Yes. That did happen to yeah. me. Yeah and it's like and it's so obnoxious because it'll drop out and then drop in and at any rate. Okay. Your last Least or, or most favorite feature of iOS 12?
1: I'm actually a big fan of not just the group notifications, but the way you can manage notifications right on the home screen. So I've found, so group notifications is good because you can see everything in one spot, which is great. But there's apps that will send me notifications that I usually, for I mean, for years, once a day maybe, I'll just be like, oh, I, I never open it. I just kind of swipe it away and don't look at it again until the next day when it sends me a notification. Because I'm too lazy or I'm in the middle of something and I don't remember, let me go into settings and turn off that notification, that daily notification I've been getting for years that I never do with. And now from the home screen, I can just swipe over, hit manage and say, Get, just give me a silent notification. I don't need an actual alert that like lights up my screen. Just throw it in my notification center and I'll see it when I see it. Like That to me is um, really good. And the other one, the last app that I want to give props to, Photos. I love photos. I store all my photos there. I know some iOS people store their photos on like Amazon's cloud or Google photos. I use Apple's, um, photos app and iCloud storage. So I pay for extra iCloud storage and the for you section there is so good. Like it, it'll, it'll notice like my son graduated middle school last week. I took all these photos, like my brother came to be there. My son's in the photos, et cetera. And it'll recognize everybody who's in the photos and say, do you want to share? And I can just share with one tap. And now currently, again, since we're in beta, if you're running the beta also, you get what you expect, which would be, you share them all, it comes through iMessage, you tap on it, and on the other end, you get all these photos added, you can add them to your camera roll. Um, If you're on iOS 11, what you get is a a link to Mm iCloud.com, you tap on it in iMessage, it takes you into the browser, And it's not it's not what you expect it to be, but again, we're in beta. But once this rolls out, being able to just have people that are in the photos you've taken, it recognizes like an event, it recognizes that you're all in the same location, you can easily share. It's so nice like because usually we take all these photos and we, like, we just scroll through them every now and then. And this gives you a
0: way to kind of relive these moments and share them with people. And it's another example of Apple trying to make iMessage a competitor to oh, Facebook absolutely. in a lot of ways. Yes. Okay. All right. That is a quick look at our experience so far after a few weeks yeah. on iOS 12, the preview coming to iPhones all around the world mm-hmm. later right. this fall. And that is technology number two. On this week's Geared Up, we're going to be coming back with technology number three among Your favorite, our favorite tech of 2018 so far this year. We'll be right back on Geared Up. All right, welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. <laughs> so, Andrew, I am wearing the Oculus Go headset. What's it like being in the room with me? <laughs> very odd. All right. Very odd. N- not different from any other time though. <laughs> exactly. Just just the normal levels <laughs> of awkwardness. All right, I'm take this off. As, as many of the folks know, we've been talking about our favorite technologies yeah. of the year so far on this episode of Geared Up. I got to say, the Oculus Go, even though I'd used VR in the past, this has completely changed the amount of use that this the, the, the VR at all gets in my house. So in the past, either you would have had to have bought a high-end HTC Vive, sure. Oculus Rift, uh, if you could have gotten your hands on a Microsoft HoloLens augmented mm-hmm. reality device, something, something high-end that tethered to your computer. Yeah. You know, HoloLens does not actually. It's a computer unto True. itself, but that's a whole other thing. Oculus Go is one of two new devices that is essentially a standalone VR right. headset along with no the, wires, right? Lenovo, Mirage, Solo. This is really a fabulous device, and it starts at $299, $300 for the 32-gigabyte version. And I will tell you, it's a whole other world. I think if Oculus had Steve Jobs pitching this device, it would be the equivalent of what the iPhone was for the smartphone. The Oculus Go would be that for the world of virtual reality. It would make it mainstream if they had... A better pitch person behind it. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Better than Facebook? Better than Mark Zuckerberg? Well, I, something is missing because I haven't heard many people talk about this since it was released. Whereas with the iPhone, when it was released, it reinvented the smartphone in many ways. Maybe this is too much of an incremental it's upgrade early. over it. I don't know. So here's how we're using it. Here's how, here's how I'm yeah. using it. Tell me how
1: yeah. this, this makes your list. Of top tech of 2018. That's what I want to know. A
0: couple things. Number one, the games using the built in remote.
1: Okay. Which game
0: specifically are you so, talking about? I love the roller coaster shooting game. Okay. What's and that I, is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a V. Uh, no, let me find. Let me figure out. Roller let me coaster go shooting into game. my VR world and right. I'll tell you what Goodbye.
1: it is. Goodbye. So now here, so, here's here's <laughs> why I dislike VR. Not that I'm against VR, but this right here becomes awkward. When you go to someone's house and they're like, hey, show you my headset and they're just like doing this and you're like, I'm a guest. What am I Co- supposed to do? Coaster
0: combat, Andrew. Coaster <laughs> combat. Coaster I can't rem- combat. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm um, sorry. I'm off in this other world It's fine. Now. It's fine. Right. Come back. So coaster combat is one. I it, Just the, the whole concept. There's also a great racing game. Sorry. I, okay. I, you know, Get back in there. Yeah, let me Get look. back in there and there's tell a, us a racing game. There's a great racing game. Um, let me find the name of it. Oh, yeah. VR Karts Sprint. Now, a lot of these are actual paid videos. Okay. So you have to buy – you know, they range from a couple bucks to $10. bucks. i have been trying guided meditation VR, Andrew. You're sitting out
1: like in the middle of a a rainforest or something? Yeah,
0: they walk you through it. It's really, really good. And the cool thing is it's immersive. In fact, I'm going to do it right now just to – while I'm talking to you here. Just to de-stress. Just to de-stress. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So the cool thing is it's immersive. So, you know, whereas with normal meditation or – Whatever, you know, you might be listening on your earphone, something like Headspace or something like that. Right. But you wouldn't be seeing it visually. Of course. And ooh, that is, of course, is the cool thing about VR. Can you hear that? I did. Yeah. It that sounded very yeah, soothing. So, so I'm going to go to the Costa del Sol. It's loading it up. Uh, For those so,
1: listening on the podcast and not watching right now, Todd has spent the past roughly three to five minutes inside. <laughs> three to five minutes. Of his Come on. Oculus
0: Go yeah. headset. Now, the, the other thing that I absolutely love is, and it's the way that I primarily experience the NBA finals, is what? the Oculus live. Well, no, not live. This, it's recorded clips. Okay. So. They would show LeBron James. They would show the highlights. Mm -hmm. I'm much more into highlights. I don't want to watch the entire three hours of the... No, no. Even your favorite sport? What is your favorite sport? Football? You know what my favorite sport is? You probably wouldn't even know this. Oh, my God. Lacrosse? No, I've tried this. I tried this sport on VR, and it was not good. Tennis? Yes. What tennis yes, is your favorite sport? You keep guessing like as a joke. The I'm, I'm that's guessing actually like true. the most Caucasian <laughs>
1: sports I can think of. Like, <laughs> tennis, I, there it you is. Know what, you know, is there actually, golf.
0: You, you know I'm actually really good at tennis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, what, okay. Tennis is your favorite sport is your favorite sport to watch? Yeah, yeah. Roger so, Roger Federer is my man. Would you watch your favorite would you watch tennis live on VR? No, because it numb. sucked.
0: Because they okay. had the camera. Well, the problem with tennis is just the fundamental problem with tennis is if you have the camera in an interesting spot for tennis, which would be yep. the net, like okay. right on right on the the place where the the uh, ball uh, people run, <laughs> the yep, ball yep, kids yep. run. Right there. You'd just be turning your head back and okay. forth the whole time. So basically, they just put the VR camera behind, which is not that different. They put behind, them behind what? one player, okay, on at mm. the back of the court. It's just so similar to what you're getting. I mean, there is a little bit more depth to it, and you're a little bit closer than you would be on regular TV. What if they put you on the
1: side? So, both players are on either side of you, but you're more in the crowd. So, you don't have to keep turning your head. Mm,
0: Even, but if you watch a tennis match, even folks who are like up in the second deck, they end up turning their head to some extent. Obviously, to a lesser extent, just given the physics, but yeah, and the geometry. Now, basketball, on the other hand, they put the camera up right behind the rim, which Mm. is a similar concept, but because of the way basketball is played, you're able to see the entire half court where the play is taking place. And so, some of the shots. For me, it was a completely different experience than watching 2D basketball. Yeah. And it was so cool. I got a sense, like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. You probably
1: get a better sense of how good these guys are at what they're doing. Because it looks like you're watching actual people do it. Exactly.
0: And that's the thing. It's like, oh, wait, it's as if I'm watching LeBron at my local park, except... Holy crap that guy is amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean and and it's so effortless. That's the thing that just blows me away. I mean mm-hmm. I I obviously I'm you know speaking to things that NBA fans know and you'd get a similar experience sitting courtside, but I don't think I've ever gotten to watch somebody of LeBron's caliber or Steph Curry right up close. Right up yeah, close. Absolutely. And, and and especially when you can just watch the highlights, highly highly recommended. And that's another specific app. I think it's NextVR. Okay. that that allows you to do that. So I'm a big fan of the experiences. And I will tell you that for kids, the thing that I've found is if you do want to have your kids use VR, you're worried about the disorientation and all that. Actually, if you just do static 360 images, it's just as powerful for them, not as disorienting. And they've got really cool images that you can get through like Facebook or other oculus apps so they're just looking at a picture basically a th- uh, 360 degree Static. still picture exactly and they're just
1: looking around exactly and it's okay. it
0: blows them away without causing all of the nausea and yeah. dizziness and stuff so i will say the one bummer so far battery life mm. on the oculus go you you're lucky if you get lucky if you get two hours of straight use. I mean, it it declines very quickly. Yeah. I can tell you're just not into this. No,
1: no, no. I, I, I own one. I own, own one of but those. But you haven't been doing I Why haven't you a... been using it? Well, like I mentioned in our last episode, for me, it's really, you know, I think the busier you are with work or whatever, at the end of the day, especially if you're married, right. you come home to your spouse or you come, like me, downstairs to your spouse, it's like, all right, I'm done with work. <laughs> now it's like between, let's just say, you know, 6 p.m. and whatever time you go to bed, let's just say 11, 10, 11, whatever. You have four or five hours together to then say, you know, whatever whatever else you're going to do, even if I'm playing a video game on Xbox, my wife can be next to me, you know, reading on her Kindle or whatever, and we can still, like, see each other, talk to each other. But there's a difference between that and, like, putting on a headset, yeah. which really does disconnect you unless, like, you're both going back and forth. Look at this. Now look at that. It's, it's just a little... More, I find less opportunity to use it because of that. Um, because I don't want to come across rude or whatever. When I do use it, I do find it to be cool. I do think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. think it is cool.
0: I, so see, I'll often try it out earlier in the morning. I'm in my office. I'm typically on my own and I'm just like, okay, what's, what's new on the VR yeah. today? And I, I'll typically use it for maybe 15, 20 minutes okay. tops. All right. So that is a rundown of a few of our favorite technologies of 2018. Coming up later in the year, Andrew, we're going to have the new iPhones. That's right. What else is going to be on Google the Google Pixel
1: 3 is a big one. We're going to have the Note 9. These are all smartphones. But, I mean, the smartphone season is coming, and that's one of the biggest things of the year in this industry and in technology as a smartphones. all right so that's a quick look
0: ahead to what, at what's to come until next time i'm todd bishop i'm andrew edwards thank you for listening to geared up if you're not already you should subscribe to andrew's youtube channel to see our live behind the scenes videos
1: you can do that at youtube.com slash gear live and of course you can also subscribe to geared up in your favorite podcast app just search for Geared Up, that's two words,
0: not one, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you like what we do, the best way to support Geared Up and GeekWire and Andrew's channel is to consider leaving us a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show. Geared Up is a GeekWire podcast. You can see more from us at GeekWire.com and Claire McGrain produces the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.